For us, after we lose 15, 20 pounds and we look like we did in our 20s, our 30s, in high school, whatever that point in your life where you felt most confident, once you get back to that point, you may experience some ego depletion. Feel like, wow, I did it. This is what I wanted to do. The problem, however, is that to remain at that body weight and keep those confidence-based goals, you have to keep going. Welcome to Consistency Breeds Growth Radio. I am your host, Justin Romare. Our incredible guest and myself talk about the cutting edge science and consistency necessary to reach your weight loss, wellness, and performance goals. If you have nutrition goals, we have customized nutrition programs and coaches that tell you how much, when, and what to eat for every single meal. And the best part? You don't need to calculate macros in an app. Ditch the calculators. Want to learn more about our intrinsic diet? Let one of our coaches know you listen to this podcast to get 10% off. Do you own a gym or attend a gym that wants to make some money and throw a top-notch nutrition challenge with a team of certified nutrition coaches? Our team will guide your members through a nutrition challenge customized for your gym. And you'll make money for each member who signs up. If you want more information about working with us one-on-one or in a gym setting, head over to consistencybreedsgrowth.com or email us at consistencybreedsgrowth at gmail.com. We will also put links in the show notes. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, everybody. It's Justin back here with another episode of CBG Radio. Before I get into the topic today, I want to let you guys know that we have an exclusive community Facebook page. It's a CrossFit nutrition page. We provide lots of different tips on there. I go live every week and give detailed, detailed information about specific nutrition topics. We ask engaging mental-based questions for you to understand what is your true reason behind why when it comes to dieting, wanting to lose weight, look better, improve your health. We do monthly nutrition challenges. These nutrition challenges are totally free. And we also have a multitude of different guides and nutrition guides and other things on the Facebook page only. So if you want to join that Facebook page, you have to go to www.facebook.com slash groups slash CBG Nutrition Tribe. Okay, that's where you can find us. If you have any questions, let me know. I'm always engaging on that page. And that's a great way for you to you know, get to know a little bit more about me, our coaches, and the company, all right? The topic today is about five reasons why people regain the weight back, okay? Now, there are several other reasons as to why this is the case, but the idea of regaining the weight back to me is probably one of the most frustrating things as a coach, Right. And, you know, we've had the company here for seven years. We've seen time and time again so many different clients and athletes come to us and say, I reached my goals. Right. Some will come to us and say they didn't reach any goals with what they were doing prior or who they were working with before. And then the next step is, I reached my goals before. I want to get back there. And it always sparks the question like, well, if you got to that goal, then the problem was your exit strategy with whatever you were following previously. There was no exit strategy for you. Maybe it wasn't the right diet for you. 
maybe you didn't really learn all that much from the previous coach you were working with or whatever diet you were following and you didn't have an exit strategy. So here you are, right? And we always try to get to understand a little bit more into the reason why this might happen to people, right? And why they need further help. And in our program with the intrinsic diet, there's always an exit strategy before we finish working with a client or athlete, right? Even that, it, even if that means extending their, extending the coaching for free, because we can't have a client or athlete working with us and get the results that they want and then forfeit all of those, those results and the hard work that they received while during the actual nutrition coaching component of what it is that we do, right? And, um, you know, to give a little bit of a deeper insight into that, these are the five reasons essentially that we found that according to the scientific literature, up to two thirds of people regain the weight back or more, right? So the very first one is ego depletion, okay? And this is not something that people talk about a lot. This is more of a sports psychology-based concept, but not all of us are, you know, Michael Jordan, right? Uh, we're people that have goals that aren't related to win winning NBA championships, and we still experience ego depletion, right? So ego depletion essentially refers to the idea that self-control or willpower draws upon a limited pool of mental resources that can be used up, right? And basically when the energy for this mental activity is low, self-control is typically impaired and this will be considered a state of ego depletion, right? And this happens to a lot of athletes. Uh, it happens to a lot of us. And a lot of people experience this for two different reasons. Number one, they've been dieting too long, right? And they're just not in a mental state to be able to make decisions, food-based decisions any longer, especially based off of the quote-unquote resources that they have, those resources being discipline. It's very hard to continue to follow a diet based on discipline forever. Very hard. That's why you need to build habits. You need to build new life, new lifestyle changes and leave the old lifestyle behind and make things seamless because motivation and discipline and these things, they run out. And that's when people reach states of ego depletion and then put the weight back on, right? The second reason we see this a lot is people become very satisfied with where they've gotten. And this is what happens a lot with athletes. So like Michael Jordan, for example, he won three NBA championships and then was like, I'm done. There were a lot of reasons he quit, but ego depletion, in my opinion, was one of them. And he outlines this in his documentary. Ego depletion was because he had had so much success. He was the greatest basketball player of all time. Even after only three years uh, of those three years winning NBA championships, right? And just because we're not Michael Jordan doesn't mean that we don't experience some of the same feelings he feels. And that's ego depletion, where you're already satisfied with where you are, right? And for us, after we lose 15, 20 pounds, and we look like we did in our 20s, our 30s, in high school, whatever that point in your life where you felt most confident, once you get back to that point, you may experience some ego depletion. Feel like, wow, I did it. This is what I wanted to do. The problem, however, is that to remain at that body weight and keep those confidence-based goals, to hold on to the muscle mass that you put on, 
to keep 15 unbroken muscle-ups, whatever the performance-based goal was, to clean 315, you have to keep going. You have to implement the lifestyle habits and changes from the dieting component into your everyday life. And if you experience ego depletion and feel like you don't need to do those things, your 15 muscle-ups will go down to 12, then it'll go down to 9, then it'll go down to 7. The 20 pounds you lost will go down to a net of 15 pounds, to 10 pounds, to 5 pounds, to back to the same body weight you are again, right? So ego depletion is definitely, definitely a real thing, right? It's something that, um, you know, people experience, you know, all the time, you know, especially when they've accomplished some, some form of greatness, whether it be their weight, you know, it could be, you know, any of those, any of those things, right? So that's number one. Number two, in terms of the reason that we see most people gain a lot of the weight back or more is lifestyle habits, right? So uh, sort of piggybacking off of the ego depletion point, right? You only have a limited pool of resources in terms of the decisions and discipline you know, that you have and the decisions that you need to make, right? You need to form lifestyle habits. And depending on the type of diet you follow, could have been a paleo, could have been keto, could have been low carb, right? It could have been vegetarian or whoever was helping you make changes. So based off the diet you follow and who helped you make change, you may have learned absolutely nothing about how to work this new diet that you've been following, training regimen that you've been following, into a sustainable lifestyle, right? You may have learned nothing. You may have learned improved food literacy, you know, like butter is mostly comprised of fat or, you know, a lean source, you know, some lean sources of protein that you didn't know prior. You may have improved food literacy, but you may not have actually understood how to implement a diet that helped you lose the weight or obtain some of your goals and implement it into your lifestyle long-term right? That could have been on the coach you work with, could have been the diet that was wrong, could have been a number of different things, but you're stuck now back at the same place where you started, right? And not only did you waste the money on whatever it is that you were doing or whatever supplement you were taking, but you wasted your time, which is arguably more valuable, right? So, you know, it's an easy fix. In our opinion, you have to hire a habit-based coach, right? To help you navigate through some of these issues, struggles, you know, long-term, long-term, uh, you know, changes that you're going to need to make. And trust me, it's cheaper to do so. It doesn't seem like it because you're paying, you know, X amount of dollars per month or for a program or whatever it is, but it is cheaper. Because you're going to spend even more time trying to find something else, something new. You're going to spend money on that probably. And you would have wasted a bunch of time, especially if you're not successful. Especially if it's not sustainable long term. Right? So the fix there is to hire a habit-based coach. Find someone that aligns with your values and what you want. Don't just, oh, this coach is really great and you want to work with them. Work with a coach that specializes in what you want to do, you know? A lot of coaches out there say, oh, we can do everything. We can help women postpartum. We can help um, men that want to improve performance. We can help 
CrossFit Games athletes. Look, you can't. You can't. Every coach cannot be an expert helping every single different type of, of, of client, right? We help CrossFit athletes feel more confident, improve their body weight, and improve the way that they look so that it, they feel like they CrossFit and look like they CrossFit, right? So we help from the performance athlete down to a new gym goer that's doing CrossFit. That's really it, you know? Find someone that aligns with the values, right, that you want. And, it, you, you know, ask questions. Ask, have you worked with someone like me before? Do you have a testimonial from someone like me? You know, all these things are super important because they're going to tell you yes or no. And they're going to be able to tell you if they're going to, you know, hey, these are the lifestyle habits. You know, what, what's the goal for me after I'm done working with you? Ask a coach that. See how many of them have an answer, right? Uh, in terms of ego depletion, which was the first reason. The fix for this is you have to make sure you know when you're done dieting. Some people, like I said, some people diet too long. You have to know when it's time to start transitioning, right, to building sustainable habits long term, right? A lot of people diet too long and then they experience ego depletion, right? And then number two, lifestyle habits. Number three is hormones, right? So... This is for everyone. This is not just people, oh, my hormones are messed up. No. Look, after calorie restriction, right, if you're looking for fat loss, right, which is needed for weight loss, there's no other way you can lose weight without being in a calorie deficit, is that, you know, over time, your body is adapting, 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 and hormone levels are altered. You know, quite frankly, they're altered, right? So as an example, our hunger hormone, ghrelin, is elevated significantly after dieting, at, after being at a deficit for so long. Um, there was a study done in the early 1900s uh, where they, they starved several people and then observed like their actions, their behaviors, and some people were legitimately having obsessions and like pornographic sensations around food. Because for six months, they were extremely deprived of food. Like, un unreal. So your body can get to a state like this if you're not careful, right? Either way, you are going to experience some level of hormonal changes as your, your diet's altered. And you get for, further and further into a calorie restriction or caloric deficit, right? And one of those hormones is ghrelin. Your hunger hormone. Your hunger is going to be elevated, right? Uh, and it makes more things more difficult, right? It makes things more difficult because our goals and what our body wants in the interim aren't really lining up very well, right? Like we want to lose weight, which means we have to be at a caloric restriction, but we're hungry. <laughs> you know, that that's where, you know, things get really challenging. You have to know your why behind the reason you're doing something, Right? So you have to be really mindful of your body's signs. You need to, you know, start, you know, make sure you're following diets that are uh, not so calorie, foods that aren't so calorie dense, you know, foods that uh, are micronutrient dense, but maybe not calorie dense, like fruits and vegetables. Uh, follow, f uh, you know, follow, follow a diet that's based on satiety, right? There's a food list out there called, called the satiety index 
where it lists different foods and how satiating they are, right? Boiled potatoes, white potatoes are at the top of the list, right? You eat some potatoes, you're like, whoa, man, I'm full, right? Because of, um, you know, their satiety factor. So start incorporating foods that are more satiating when you're further and further into a calorie deficit, right? Eat more fruits and vegetables, right? All those things are great, um, you know, and they help fill up the stomach, right? So you need that. You need those things as you get further into a calorie restriction and your food volume is getting lower based on that calorie restriction, right? Number four, right? And this is probably one of the main reasons, and it's kind of related to lifestyle habits, but it's a little bit different. Number four is food restriction, right? And I think you guys may have heard of this before, right? So some people decide to follow a diet that's too restrictive long-term, right? So some of those diets, right? And some of these diets have worked for some people long-term, right? It doesn't mean all these diets are, these diets are bad, right? But, you know, from a sustainability perspective, it's not something that we would have any of our clients or athletes following, right? So one example is keto, right? A diet primarily comprised of fat, not very little carbohydrates. It's really, you know, a diet that, uh, you know, isn't sustainable for a lot of people, right? Then you have intermittent fasting where people aren't eating for the large, a large portion of the day. Vegan, right? Where a lot of animal, all animal products are essentially eliminated. Carnivore diet, right? Where you're also extremely limited on carbohydrates and even counting macros, right? It, you guys have heard me talk about this before, but under our intrinsic diet and working with our one-on-one coaches, you are not calculating macros at all. You're just not doing it. Uh, we don't have anybody in our coaching program doing it. It's not necessary to do it. That's the way our system works. And there's a really elegant exit strategy based off of that. Whereas counting macros, how do you go from counting macros to not counting macros? You need to have a coach that helps you understand how to do that. Because if the app vanished tomorrow, what would you do? Would you know how much you're eating? You know how many calories you're eating? Probably not. And I also don't know many people, or anyone really, that have calculated their macros for like five years straight. Just don't, just don't know anybody that does that. If you, and that's a lot of discipline, right? But eventually they'll reach ego depletion, right? Because it's really not possible for someone to do that in the extreme long term. You know, you have to take breaks from doing that, or you have to understand an exit strategy that allows you to eat without having to calculate every single thing that you eat, right? And, uh, it's a sound system. The science behind it is great. It lets you know where your body's at, what you need to do next. But uh, eventually you need to find a way off of that system of tracking all the time. Right? So that type of food restriction and or, you know, in the macros case, not really food restriction, but uh, dieting restriction, freedom restriction, you know, things can get extremely difficult uh, for people and they can you know, be a part of that statistic, that two-thirds statistic where people gain all the way back, right? All right, so those are the four. Um, and the, the dieting tip for that, you know, follow something that you know you're going to follow for the rest of your life. Constantly be asking yourself questions. Can I follow this? 
Another week, two weeks, five months, ten months, two years? Can I do this? If not, I need to start understanding what changes I need to make to be able to do so. Because if not, I'm going to end up back in the same exact place that I was before. So those are four tips. Number five, okay, this one's a little science-y here, but um, it's called fat cell hyperplasia, okay? So, yeah, this is a little science-y, but you guys are smart. I know you guys got this. So, basically, when, um, when we put on body fat, right, what we're actually doing is we're storing fat in fat cells, right? We're not making new fat cells, we're storing fat in fat cells, okay? And those fat cells get larger and larger and larger, and therefore it starts to show belly fat and in other places, right? Now, fat cell hyperplasia is an adaptation that you can thank your ancestors for, right? And this is basically the generation of new fat cells, right? So, you're not storing more fat in fat cells. You're also generating new fat cells, right? And they have a lot of studies on this, especially animal studies. And when you generate more fat cells, your body has a greater ability to gain the weight back. Plain and simple, right? Because you have more areas to store fat in. You have more fat cells, right? It's a never-ending battle, right? And this, this is a physiological adaptation that we... We can thank our ancestors for, like I said before. And basically what happened was when our ancestors didn't have access to food, they would constantly be kind of starving, right? And then they would get food and then they go through a cycle where they didn't have food again. And essentially the body started to adapt to this and the body's like, man, you know what I'm going to do? The next time, right, we have a bunch of food, what I'm going to do is I'm going to generate more fat cells so that I'm able to store more. For the next time that I'm going to go into starvation mode. Eureka. Right? A great simplified solution. Physiological adaptation. The body's like, man, I'm going to be ready the next time you starve me. I'm going to make new fat cells. Fat cell hyperplasia. The body still does this today. Even though we have more food available than we know what to do with in most, most parts of the United States. Right, So when you go on a diet and you decide that you're going to lose a bunch of weight, great. If you keep that body weight down and you know how to live a new lifestyle that allows you to be that newer, stronger, healthier version of yourself, awesome. No fat cell hyperplasia. But if you start gaining weight back, the body says, all right, I need to make these new fat cells. Got to make them because the next time we go on a calorie deficit for an extended period of time like you, we just did, I want to be ready to make sure we have enough storage, right? So, um, you know, this is a physiological adaptation. It's very real. It does happen and it makes the weight harder to get off every single time. Every single time. Every single time you diet and you're on this hamster wheel, lost weight, gained it back, lost weight, gained it back. You're, you're, it's fat cell hyperplasia every time, you know, not to mention as we age and we get older, it becomes harder to lose weight and to put on muscle mass. It does not get easier. I tell this to clients all the time. Okay. I think I'm going to, you know, uh, I think I'm going to start and blah, blah. Look, 
if you wait three months, if you wait six months, if you wait a year, if you keep trying to do it on your own, it's only going to get harder, period. It's not going to get easier. This is just the facts. This is just, this is the reality of it, right? So if you do have goals and you're serious about them, take them seriously. Figure out your why and figure out a solution. One of those can be what our one-on-one coaches, right? We give 10% off uh, for anybody that listens to the podcast. So if uh, you hear this and you talk to one of our coaches, let them know. Hey, I listened to the podcast. I heard there was a discount. Happy to provide that to you. You can also, you know, join our Facebook page, get to know more about us, our company. Let us build that trust with you so that you'll believe in yourself and in the program so that you can reach the goals that you want, right? And to join that Facebook page, all you got to do is go to www.facebook.com slash groups slash CBG Nutrition Tribe, right? I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast today. Uh, five reasons why we regain the weight back. Number one, ego depletion. Number two, lifestyle habits. Number three, hormones. Number four is food restriction. And number five is fat cell hyperplasia. I hope you guys have an amazing, amazing day. If you have any questions, email us, DM me directly. Find us at CBG underscore online underscore sports or email us at consistencybreedsgrowth at gmail.com. We love you. We appreciate you. And we'll chat with you next time. Peace out, team. It's science. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. We hope you enjoyed it. Keep tuning in every week for more incredible guests and ways to reach your max potential, both physically and mentally. Please subscribe on iTunes or your preferred podcast app and let us know if you like this episode. Science. Don't forget to check us out at consistencybreedsgrowth.com or on Instagram at CBG underscore online underscore sports for details on upcoming nutrition challenges or one-on-one coaching for weight loss, wellness, or performance. Also, feel free to join our free Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash groups slash CBG Nutrition Tribe.